Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. It's time once again for FOMO Friday. Yes, we love to bring you the stories that you may not be beginning, particularly if you're not listening to propaganda media. In fact, if you're listening to propaganda media, you're still probably not getting these stories, right? So we want to dispense of any fear of missing out uh, by bringing you the things that you should know about. And uh, we do that every Friday here on the podcast. And we've we've been very focused on the the evil terror attack on Israel this week by uh, Iranian-backed Hamas. Now, it is still something that we will continue to cover, but there has been a lot of news coming out of our nation's capital. Story after story is coming out about our federal representatives and senators, and today we take the opportunity of FOMO Friday to play a little catch-up on what is going on there. And from a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes our first story here, and it's uh, Senator Bob Menendez. He's that Democrat from New Jersey uh, that was hit with a new felony charge uh, just yesterday as a federal grand jury returned a, uh, uh, a, a indictment that included an additional count of allegedly acting as a foreign agent. Yeah, Menendez, his wife, and one of the businessmen involved in the alleged bribery scheme willfully and knowingly combined, conspired, confederated, and agreed together and with each other to have Menendez act as an agent of the Egyptian government? Wow. And this is what the indictment said. Now, prosecutors allege that Menendez provided sensitive U.S. government information and and took other steps that secretly aided the government of Egypt. The uh, original indictment against Menendez, his wife, and three businessmen was unsealed last month, and and we covered that here on the podcast, and uh, alleged that that he and his wife had a a corrupt relationship with New Jersey businessman uh, Wal Hanna, uh, Jose Ubre, and Fred Dibes. Uh, who allegedly gave the senator bribes worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. This according to the DOJ. Uh, the bribes were uh, uh, intended to protect the businessman and to benefit Egypt. Quote, those bribes included cash, gold, payments toward a home mortgage, compensation for a low or no-show job, a luxury vehicle, and other things of value. This is what the indictment says. Federal authorities reportedly found gold bars and cash stuffed throughout the senator's home that they tracked uh, back to the, the businessman Menendez allegedly worked with. Quote, over $480,000 in cash, much of which was stuffed in envelopes and hidden in clothes and closets and a safe, was discovered in the home. And according to the indictment, photos included the, uh, in the indictment included pictures of gold bars and hundreds of $100 bills that had been stuffed in the clothing. Menendez is also accused of ghostwriting a letter to other senators to urge them to support 
to end a hold on three, uh, $300 million in military aid to Egypt. A letter that was reportedly written in coordination with his wife and the businessman in question. Now, other aspects of the indictment focused in on Menendez and, and his involvement with, uh, with ISEG Hala. Um, it's it's a, a business that uh, prosecutors say was used to funnel bribery payments and one of the businessmen's allegedly um, alleged payments for a Mercedes-Benz uh, used by Nadine Menendez. Now, it was also reported that he and his wife were Googling, quote, how t- a, how much a kilo of gold is worth, <laughs> almost like it's drugs, right? And and when asked why he would uh, would have almost a half a million dollars just stuffed all over the house, Menendez said he had he had just gone to the ATM. <laughs> so, so first of all, ATMs don't spit out half a million dollars for you, even if you want to want them to. Um, this guy and his wife should be on trial for treason. They really should. But he, he is not the only corrupt congressman being exposed right now. Representative George Santos, he's the Republican from uh, New York, uh, was hit with additional charges in a 23-count uh, indictment unsealed uh, on, on Tuesday that included allegations that he stole donors' I- identities and used their credit cards to make unauthorized purchases have you ever heard of that? This is crazy. The The new charges included one count of conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States, two counts of wire fraud, two counts of making materially false statements to the Federal Elections Commission or the FEC, two counts of falsifying records submitted to obstruct the FEC, two counts of uh, aggravated identity theft, and one count of access device fraud. So I don't even know what that means. But he was charged earlier this year with seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft in public uh, of public funds, two counts of making materially false statements to the United States House of Representatives. Guy's in trouble. Uh, the new charges come after Nancy Marks, who's the former campaign treasurer for Santos, uh, pled guilty last week to multiple federal charges stemming from her role in falsely reporting that Santos made a $500,000 loan to his campaign to make it appear as though he had more support than he really had. Santos has less than $8,000 in his bank account. So how could he have made a $500,000 loan? He couldn't. That's just that's just fraud. Marks uh, pleaded guilty to committing wire fraud, making uh, materially false statements, uh, obstructing the administration of the Federal Election Commission, and uh, in committing aggravated identity theft. Federal prosecutors uh, said uh, this on 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 a, in a statement. And during last year's midterm elections, Santos and Marks conspired with one another to devise and execute a fraudulent scheme to obtain money for the campaign by submitting materially false reports to the FEC on behalf of the campaign, in which they inflated the campaign's campaign's fundraising numbers for the uh, purpose of misleading the FEC, uh, which is uh, a a national 
um, party committee. They were they were trying to mislead them as well, and the public, of course. Uh, the Department of Justice uh, is is what is what's um, alleging this. Now, basically, what's going on here is that uh, he's trying to say that his campaign was doing a whole lot better than it was because they were getting all this money, and it really wasn't. And so he was able to get uh, money from the national party committees and 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 other people. Uh, other organizations because they thought he was doing really well in the in the fundraising department, um, and of course that was all a fraud. Now the alleged purpose of the scheme was to devise um, the the national um, Republican National Committee or the RNC to believe that Santos was definitely getting more support, but the DOJ continued with with things here. It says in addition between approximately December tw- uh, to 2021 and August of 2022, Santo devised and executed a fraudulent scheme to steal the person, personal identities and financial information of contributors to his campaign. Here, listen to this. This is just craziness. He uh, he then charged contributors credit cards repeatedly without their authorization. So they gave to his campaign using a credit card, and then he took their information, their, their credit card numbers and things, and started to make other transactions without them knowing. Because of these unauthorized transactions, funds were transferred to Santos' campaign, to the campaigns of other candidates for elected office, and to his own bank account. How did this guy think he's going to get away with this? To to conceal the true source of these of these funds and to uh, circumvent campaign uh, contribution limits, Santos falsely represented that some of the campaign contributions were made by other persons, such as his relatives or associates, rather than uh, the true card holders. Santos did not have uh, authorization to use their names in any way. Quote, as alleged, Santos is charged with stealing people's identities and making charges on their own, uh, on his own donor's credit cards without their authorization. And of course, he's charged with lying to the FEC and by extension, the public about the financial state of his campaign. And this is what the state's attorney, uh, Brian Peace, said. Uh, Brian uh, said that Santos falsely uh, inflated the campaign's reported receipts uh, with non-existent loans and con- uh, contributions that were either fabricated or stolen. Um, but Santos is not going quietly, by the way. So this is not just something he's like, oh, well, you caught me. Uh, he actually threatened other Republicans on Wednesday after he was indicted, Santos told uh, reporters that he was not willing to take a plea deal because he claimed that he could prove his innocence. <laughs> okay, well, I'd like to see that. Santos' former campaign manager, of course, Nancy Marks, pled guilty, as we talked about, of the crimes uh, last week. And when asked by reporters if he blamed her, this is his convoluted answer. He said no, and then added, I'm just saying it wasn't me. I didn't handle the finances. That is why you pay treasurers and fundraisers. But she's not responsible? It doesn't make any sense. A a group of six New York Republican freshman lawmakers announced this week that they were introducing an uh, expulsion resolution to kick him out of uh, the House of Representatives uh, to rid rid him of of that uh, seat. And Santos... uh, responded to the expulsion resolution in a statement on Wednesday afternoon saying that the effort was backed by anti-American weak rhinos. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Re quote, remember, if I'm in fact ousted, fascism will officially be well and alive in the United States of America. And these members will be the champions of it, of fascism, right? He, Santos also said, I do want to remind my dear colleagues who all but one have deep, long, troubling careers in politics that I will have a lot of time on my hands to return the favor. And in the most ex uh, expedited fashion mankind has ever seen. Okay. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like a lot of hot air, right? Quote, I'm done with the hypocrisy and the uh, projection be uh, coming from the same individuals for the last 10 months, he added. Well, I mean, at least it sounds like things could get a little lively, <laughs> to say the least. And, and speaking of lively, it was just a week ago that House representatives ousted the House of uh, the Speaker uh, of the House. Uh, especially after what happened in Israel, representatives are in a hurry to pick a new leader. A closed-door uh, conference uh, uh, voted to nominate Steve Scalise for the job. Uh, you, you'll remember him uh, as the one who got shot uh, here just a few years back. In fact, he would make history if he became the Speaker of the House as being the first Speaker of the House to uh, be shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yes, it was a it was a Bernie uh, a big fan of Bernie Sanders who who shot him and and some other Republicans at a um, uh, a practice a softball practice. Uh, and several GOP lawmakers raise objections about backing House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. He's he, he's actually a Republican from Louisiana, Louisiana and, um, and and there are some that that are kind of having some qualms about maybe voting for him. Uh, House representatives voted one thirteen to ninety nine to nominate Scalise over Ohio Rep, uh, Representative Jim Jordan. Uh, who first announced his bid to claim the gavel last week following the chamber's historical removal of the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Now, McCarthy told reporters that he would support the current GOP nominee and wasn't in, in, uh, involved in, in swaying other lawmakers' opposition to him. Now, Steve is going to have to talk to all of them and what, what their, their concerns are, but I support Steve. This is a quote from, from McCarthy. Scalise uh, will need to secure 217 votes on the floor. Still, as it stands, he currently lacks support from a crucial block of Republicans who mostly favored Jim Jordan uh, after the Ohio Republican received former President Donald Trump's endorsement. Uh, Trump endorsed Jordan, and yet Scalise is the one that, that, uh, um, that behind closed door vote uh, is the one that they seem to want to nominate. Well, I think the leader is a really great man, and I've uh, committed publicly to voting for Jim Jordan on the floor. This is what Re Representative Lauren Boebert said, uh, and she told reporters, according to CNN, that my main concerns are the way this place is run. I think that there's a problem with leadership in our conference, unquote. Boebert is one of several Freedom Caucus members holding out on Scalise, uh, who reportedly has uh, some lawmakers skeptical of his leadership. Other members of the group, uh, including Virginia Representative Bob uh, Good, uh, Alabama's Barry Moore, and Texas Representative Michael Cloud and Chip Roy, remain undecided on their support. So there's there's still some work to do. Uh, quote, I've talked to Steve, Roy reported. 
he said, I, uh, as I said earlier, I was unhappy with the way things unfolded this morning. We should figure this out behind closed doors as a conference be- before we start moving forwards on the floor. Now, Politico reported earlier Wednesday that the House of Representatives refused to change a set of internal rules that would require 217 of the 221 GOP lawmakers to agree on the next speakership role before the vote hits the floor, which, of course, Roy co-sponsored. Quote, there was an effort after we did not agree to do that, to, to start moving towards the floor today. And some of us said, whoa, whoa, let's all hold our horses. Let's figure out where we are because we don't want to be on the floor until we have 217 votes, he said. Now, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, told CNN that Freedom Caucus members would support a Jordan uh, speakership despite him telling them to shift their votes towards Scalise. Green uh, vo- uh, voiced her concerns over Scalise's health, uh, who uh, Scalise right now, he's he's battling a, a blood cancer uh, right now. And so uh, there is some concern there about his health. Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina told CNN that she would not support Scalise after learning about the lawmakers uh, speaking to and the lawmakers speaking to a white supremacist group founded by former Ku Klux Klan um, Grand Wizard David Duke in 2002. Uh, she said, I, I, I'm trying to reconcile it, and right now I can't. Uh, this speech happened uh, before he entered Congress while appearing in front of diff- different Louisiana groups uh, as a state representative to build support for legislation he uh, proposed at the time. And Scalise later issued a statement of regret and rejected the organization's racist ideology. Now, Mace later said during a separate interview, she would vote for Jordan for several rounds and not move from that position, at least initially. Uh, So, again, there's just a lot of stuff going on here. Representative Ann uh, Paulina Luna of Florida uh, reportedly said that she felt uh, comfortable enough to support the speaker nominee. And after, uh, after talking to Representative Scalise, I feel very confident, she said, uh, that he's going to allow me to aggressively pursue justice for this country and this nation. And so I will be supporting him on the floor. Uh, in her personal Instagram story on Wednesday night, Luna uh, posted a, a text image saying that after speaking with Scalise, she feels confident that he will be supportive of the, the following items, uh, which include defunding DOJ special counsel Jack Smith, an impeachment vote, course, uh, on, on Biden and, and, and probably a few others, and issuing a subpoena against Hunter Biden. But while the House of Representatives try, tries to get its leadership together over, over in the Senate, the GOP is pushing the president to reverse a huge mistake that he recently made. Top Senate Republicans are aiming to force President Joe Biden to refreeze $6 billion in Iranian oil reserve money that the administration unfroze last month in exchange for the release of U.S. citizens who were being wrongfully detained. Senate uh, Majority uh, Leader Mitch McConnell uh, and Senate uh, Senator Tom Cotton introduced legislation to block the Iranians from being able to access the $6 billion. Quote, the path of resources, training, and lethal weapons from Tehran to terrorists uh, throughout the Middle East is crystal clear. 
on Saturday, it enabled cold-blooded killers like Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad to uh, perpetuate the deadliest day of violence against Jews in decades. This is this is what McConnell said. He said that the civi- um, civilized world must reimpose serious consequences on the regime that aids and abets murderous evil against innocent Israelis. The United States must lead that effort by our example, and freezing the Iranian assets is an important first step. Now, Cotton noted that the that Iran has attacked American targets in the region for decades, and that Biden unfreezing the $6 billion for Iran freed up other money for the regime to fund its attacks on Israel. Of course it did. Uh, a separate group of Republicans wrote a letter uh, basically saying that, that, that this is absolutely um, what happened and we need to refreeze uh, that, uh, those funds. But one re- representative that will not be signing any such letter is Representative Rashida Tlaib. She's the Democrat um, who you, she, she has an extensive history as an anti-Semite. Uh, and, and she lashed out Wednesday after video of her went viral on Tuesday night, where she repeatedly refused to condemn the brutal acts of terrorism committed by Palestinian terrorists against uh, the Jewish state of Israel. More than 1,200 Israelis were murdered in the attacks on Saturday, with thousands more injured. At least 22, we know of at this point, Americans were killed, and 17 more are still unaccounted for. Quote, I do not support the targeting and killing of civilians, whether in Israel or Palestine. This is what Talib said on Wednesday. To quote, the fact that some have suggested otherwise is offensive and rooted in bigoted assumptions about my faith and ethnicity. Wow. Talib was, was pressed hard about her views after her initial response uh, to the Palestinian terrorist attack uh, was to blame Israel. She literally blamed Israel for the attacks on Israel. She was repeatedly asked if Israel had the right to defend itself after 40 uh, plus babies were murdered, uh, with some of, uh, some of whom were beheaded, others were burned, and, and if, if she had any comments about the atrocities that were committed, and she refused to answer even a single question. Uh, top U.S. lawmakers condemned Tlaib for her refusal to condemn some of the most barbaric acts of violence recorded in modern history. Um, Representative Mike Lawler, he's the representative Republican from New York, said that she's just simply unfit to serve. And it's beyond me how an elected representative in the U.S. cannot turn to a reporter and openly condemn those actions. Uh, that, that was Representative Ryan Zink. Uh, who is the uh, uh, Republican from Montana. He said, uh, they've fallen for everything, and now they stand for nothing. I stand with Israel, no doubt about it. Representative Mark Green from North Carolina uh, said that there is no excuse for refusing to condemn the atrocities of Hamas terrorists. Those condoning Hamas, whether publicly or behind closed doors, are a stain on the halls of Congress. And I agree. I mean, this is the time to see where people and organizations stand on terrorism. And once we see where they stand, then it is up to us to take action. Uh, take, for example, Michigan Democrat uh, Representative Sheree uh, Thonandar, who, uh, who uh, renounced his membership 
uh, in the largest socialist organization in the United States after the far left group promoted an anti-Semitic rally in the wake of barbaric uh, terrorist attacks on Israel from Hamas. Quote, today I am officially renouncing my membership in the Democratic Socialists of America. This is what Thandar uh, wrote in a news uh, release. After the brutal terrorist attacks on Israel, which included the indiscriminate murder, rape, and kidnapping of innocent men, women, and children, I can no longer associate with an organization unwilling to call out terrorism in all its forms. The New York City chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America, which, is, according to its website, has over 92,000 members. I don't know. That, that seems like a lot. And they have chapters in all 50 states here in, in the United States. Uh, and they promoted the rally uh, in Times Square on Sunday alongside other organizations. Uh, at the rally, roughly 1,000 demonstrators celebrated Hamas's deadly attack on Israel. They celebrated the attack that was so far left, you know, of course, has so far left uh, the, the 1,200 Israelis dead. Uh, Sunday's hate-filled and anti-Semitic rally in, the, in, the, uh, in New York City, um, promoted by the NYC DSA, makes it impossible for me to continue my affiliation. This is what he continued on to say. He says, I stand with Israel and its right to defend itself. Uh, there is no place for moral equivocation in the, in the face of unadulterated evil. As we have seen from Hamas, he said, in part, my ideals have not changed at all. And I strongly believe that ending my association with DSA deserves my uh, uh, continuance. Uh, and, and that's, that's the type of thing that we need, right? That's the type of thing that we need to see. Uh, Congress, um, uh, Congressman Corey Mills, who is the Republican from Florida, flew in, uh, to Israel overnight Tuesday to help evacuate Americans as Hamas terrorists continued their brutal attack on the country. So we see, we see even more good news here. And, and, uh, representatives and, and congressmen, senators, um, doing what they can. And, and Mills told the, the Floridan that he has so far helped 32 Americans get out of the country, but there are still hundreds of American citizens who remain trapped uh, there in the country, the congressman said. Uh, he's, an, he's an army veteran as well. He, he, he told the outlet that he felt compelled to show solidarity with our Israeli brethren and to help Americans evacuate. The first term uh, congressman who is a uh, defense contractor and co-founded a private security company was part of a team of military contractors who rescued uh, an American family from Afghanistan after President Joe Biden, his disastrous withdrawal uh, of U.S. forces there. Um, Mills, uh, uh, can, uh, his, his colleague, Representative Brian Mast, uh, also from Florida, told the Florin uh, that uh, Mills had informed members of, of Florida's uh, congressional delegation that he would be traveling to Israel to help with the evacuation of Americans. And the U.S. State Department said Wednesday that 22 Americans have been killed by Hamas terrorists since the attack began on Saturday. Former uh, uh, Texas Representative uh, Myra Flores posted a, a photo of Mills in Israel showing him with a group of American citizens. Uh, they're about to, they were about to, to take off. And uh, it said, quote, my friend, Florida Representative Corey Mills, is currently on the ground in Israel, helping to evacuate American citizens 
who are trapped in Israel. May God keep them safe as they continue their rescue efforts. And so, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, with with Afghanistan, uh, Biden left all the, those Americans there to uh, in 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 the face of of terror. Um, he, he's doing it again here, obviously in Israel, not not helping anyone get out. Uh, but but guess what? Corey Mills and and others are are uh, doing the work that needs to be done by helping those Americans get out. Now, Hamas has murdered, of course. Uh, over 1,200 Israelis since the launch, uh, the launch of the terror attack on Saturday. And the terrorists have also taken at least 150 hostages into uh, the Gaza Strip, where they have threatened um, to film the, their executions. Israel Defense Force, or IDF, is reportedly a, um, a ground operation to rescue the hostages. They, they've, they've put some some things in, into place so they can try to, to rescue some of them. And the U.S. Special Forces are reportedly helping the IDF with possible rescue mission in the Gaza Strip. Um, quote, it is not a war. It is a battlefield. It's a massacre. We see the babies, the mother, the father, and their, their bedrooms in their, um, in their protection rooms and how the terrorists killed them. This is what the IDF Major General um, Veruv said that that it's something that we used to imagine from our grandmothers, grandfathers um, in, in in Europe and and other places, and now we see it here. Um, it, it it definitely it was the worst of things for the Jewish people uh, since the Holocaust, and and it's it's something that we need to stand by them. We need to help them. We need to help uh, the U.S. Uh, citizens get out. I mean, other countries. Spain, Germany, uh, France—they've all gotten their um, uh, uh, their people out. Uh, we need to do the same. And uh, and you you may have it. You may have a different of opinion. I would love to hear from you on it. You can always uh, go to Facebook. You can always go to Instagram. Uh, let us know there. Um, and and again, thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.